Hey Thumpers, welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG. It has been a crazy shitstorm of a week. There has been so much news that's come out in the last like three days. Mm -hmm. Um... I was a little surprised because I, I kind of was under the impression that nothing was really going to happen because Monday was kind of a, like the weekend and everything from like last week. It was kind of a slow week and I thought yeah. maybe nothing's going to happen. Boy, was I fucking wrong. I'm an idiot. I'm so wrong. How are you guys doing, Entertainment by the way? news. Capital of the world. Hyper RPG is going to bring you all the hits. I, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Capital of the world. Good. good. I'm not su- doing as good as you, Hector. You got the soju. I'm super tired, but... This is my goddamn highlight of my day. <laughs> Cheers to you, Cheers. gentlemen. Uh, my uh, best friends. Uh, so do. Best of times uh, right now. Um, we uh, we obviously went to go see Inhumans. We reviewed yeah. that. That's right now playing on the channel. You can go check it out. I didn't, and my life is so much better than your <laughs> life. So much, what was it like so for much you better. to be playing video games and listening to what we were saying? Were you listening to us, or were you just che- like checking out playing games? If you watch the video, when you guys comment about getting her hair cut off, I yeah. turn to the camera and I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Yeah, but uh, if yeah. you want to check it out, make sure you guys check it out on the channel. Leave a comment uh, at the bottom of the video. Let us know if you saw it. What did you think? What do you? What do you? Are when you hopeful about the t- future? Is it going to be on TV this weekend? It starts on September 29th. Okay, end of the month. All right. Yeah. So there's some yeah. time before it premieres. Sure. Um. But yeah. There's been a lot of stuff about that, and uh, obviously there's been some big things happening in the world of Star Wars in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just mm-hmm. jump right in. Let's get into mm-hmm. it. Topic f- number one. Topic number one. Gavin O'Connor, the director of Warrior Miracle, the accountant, mm-hmm. is going to helm and he's going to direct and write Suicide Squad two. Now, he was one of a whole list of directors that were on this potential mm-hmm. list of, of choices, including Mel Gibson. Uh, I don't oh. know how to pronounce Jaume Colesera. He's now directing Perfect. the... Uh, what's that right at Disneyland? Jungle, 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 Jungle Cruise. Cruise. With The Rock. Yeah, yeah. he's doing you that You even instead. wrote that right there, Adam. I know. Jeez, I can't wait. It's, I, it's very French, okay? <laughs> I honestly cannot wait for Jungle Cruise. But yeah, Mel Gibson was like a like an off-the-wall choice yeah, to do a superhero. Awesome. Like, yeah. Very much in discussions to do, to do it. And so, so Gavin O'Connor is, has been hired to write it. Mm-hmm. And is in talks to direct. Yeah, which more than likely, if the deal works out, yeah. he will most likely direct it. I think most of the time when these writer director uh, sort of combos, combos come, come about, yeah, they usually mm-hmm. try to lock in the deal because it's kind of a, I feel like it's kind of a better deal for them because they feel like the director hopefully will have a really good grasp on the material because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are actually producing it. Um, but how do you guys feel about it? I mean, you, have you guys seen The Accountant? I did no. see the accountant. I I did too. I Surprisingly, I liked it. The accountant. Let me say this: <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> the accountant is a good time because at one point, halfway through the movie, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but about halfway through, <laughs> there's a flashback where I was like, "I'm sorry, what? The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what are they doing? Does this oh, just turn into a comic book? I just went. This is nuts, yeah, and I had a good totally. time with it. I had a good Absolutely. time with it. Definitely well-directed. Yeah. Definitely good performances out of its cast, mm-hmm. and I think Gavin O'Connor is a good director, and yeah. part of being a good director is getting good performances out of your totally. actors. And it should be okay. said that okay. the accountant stars Ben Affleck, who's obviously playing Batman. Ben sure. Affleck got and, him that and job. J- and J.K. Simmons, <laughs> who's playing Commissioner Gordon in, in the DC Extended Universe as well. You think Ben Affleck got him the Suicide Squad Oh, come on. Gig? Hector, I mean, you I, know this. You know yeah. how the industry works. Of course, you it's know not, people. You know, I think. I think if they. I think when they went into it. Know. Yeah. Well, I think if they went into it and they were like they were trying to find people, I'm sure they're going to go to people like Ben Affleck, who's an Oscar, exactly. Oscar Academy Award winning yep. director at Warner Brothers. He's the he's the golden boy exactly. over there. Exactly. So I'm sure they're going to be like, well, how was your experience with Gavin O'Connor? Plus, the accountant actually did well for Warner Brothers. Sure. I'm sure for what it. Well. I'm sure for what it cost. Sure. It was a yeah. very like yeah. it was a very standard sort of. I call it like a dad movie. 
It's like a, it's like an action thriller that is not like by the numbers, but like sure. easy to un- like understandable, like yeah, pretty yeah. pretty clear cut. This this character mm-hmm. who Ben Affleck played, he's on the autism spectrum. That mm-hmm. was a sort of like new angle of this action mm-hmm. movie thing, and there was some really interesting. St- I mean, J.K. Simmons was in it. Yeah. Like it, John there was yeah, John Bernthal. There was yeah. some really mm-hmm. interesting stuff in it, and. Um, and I and my you know what my dad speaking of dad movies he legit loves that movie and he told me he was like he was like I'm gonna buy it when it comes yeah. out on Blu-ray like that's how much my dad like immediately after loves it came account. out well I didn't see it, it in theaters theater. and, I, and Warner Brothers sent me the Blu-ray so I popped the Blu-ray in one night and I was yeah. like this is uh, this is probably gonna be so bad and I'm watching I'm going okay a little little bit of a slow start but then I got intrigued by the character that he plays mm-hmm. this autistic character and a great trailer for that a movie a great too. trailer yeah and then I yeah. I started going through the movie and it just progressed 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 and I was really kind of sucked into it. And I've liked Gavin O'Connor's previous movies. He did Jane Got a Gun, which I didn't see, but I heard mm-hmm. it actually was not that good of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out a couple years ago. It was with Natalie Portman. But I really like Warrior with Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. Nick Nolte, and Joel Edgerton. And I love Miracle with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, two, yeah. two movies. They're bo- both of those are sports movies, but I love them so, so, so much. So I feel like because of his relationship with Warner Brothers mm-hmm. – and having a successful movie like The Count, they've already they're already making a sequel to mm-hmm. it. It should be out, I think, in, a, in two years. The Accountant, yeah, The Accountant's wow. going to get a yeah. sequel. Okay, yeah. um, which obviously maybe could be delayed because they are doing a Suicide Squad two. Sure, um, but which, I'm, according to your notes here, yes. I think this is interesting. Yes, uh, it is a top priority project at Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. according to. The news reports, the speculation, the rumors, whatever. Yeah, from Variety. It, yeah. Film, filming could start next year. You're going to have the cast returning. And I, as far as like Gavin O'Connor in relation to New Suicide Squad, I think it makes sense. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. Like, I'm sure he's going to do a really good job. Yeah. Zach Penn wrote a previous draft of the script. I am, am intrigued that... Gavin O'Connor is being brought in to rewrite or to do a new draft. I think that that's good. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. I think that Suicide Squad as a brand and a property could absolutely be awesome. Oh, yeah. And I For think sure. that however I felt about the first movie, another movie could be better than that. Yep. You know what I mean? Another totally. movie with that yep. cast, with that concept could absolutely be Well, I think if you watch The Accountant, if you watch The Accountant yeah. and you see that movie on Ravel, you're like and you pay attention to it, you could actually then you know, connect the dots and say, yeah, I could see Gavin O'Connor sure. make this movie. So it's not something that, it's not my favorite, like, movie franchise, superhero comic sure. book thing, but I love a lot of the characters. I like that it's cast. different. Mm-hmm. I like that it's different, and I feel like, yeah, it, it, it's cool that this is a priority project for Warner Brothers, but it's not something that I'm, like, foaming at the mouth for, right, but I'm like, right. yeah. you've already had one. Sure, I'm like, right, that's probably what it is. I, you know, and you know me, it's always about, where's my Booster Golds? Where's my Martian <laughs> Man? Where's my Plastic Man? Where's yeah, my Plastic yeah, Man? Yeah. I'm an where's idiot. Hawk Man? Yeah, so, exactly. um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good match. So I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely, I'm you a, know. I'm a fan of people coming out of left field and, yeah. and directing stuff. I, I like to give other people an opportunity I was not a huge fan of the first Suicide Squad, and I think that changing the main director of this is going to be good for the franchise, and hopefully I'll like this movie a little bit more. A left a left field hitter that I thought did amazing was John Watt with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. He yeah. killed it. So yeah, totally. if, if Gavin O'Connor can come in mm-hmm. and and change things up and, who knows, like write his own version of Suicide Squad that still has that edginess, but can be a cohesive movie that I can get along with. Like I'm, I'm cool. Like yeah. I, I want to see good stuff coming out of the suicide squad, but 
We'll wait. We'll have to wait and see. Well, I mm-hmm. also hope it's a lesson learned from the for the studio because we heard about Suicide Squad, the first one, mm-hmm. how David Ayer sort of had a vision for it, and then they kind of went in and tinkered with it and changed mm-hmm. it up, made it the Suicide Squad movie, not necessarily the one that he had made. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. look at his yeah. other movies like End of Watch in particular. Yeah. That's very much a gritty like street level cop drama. And yeah. has that movie Bright come out yet? The one that's the like, Netflix one, not yet. The L.A. It comes out next like, month. Oh, like the one Will with Smith with an orc fighting aliens yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch that to be yeah. like, okay, was it right, more studio right, right. interference for other movies of his that haven't quite hit, right. or and is it? Yeah. And there's rumors that he may or may not be doing the the yeah. Gotham City Sirens movie. So yeah. I, I don't know, but I am, but I, but I think you're right. I think it's cool to see these directors who haven't necessarily tackled these the scale of a movie, but have done mm-hmm. other movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, and and most of them actually being really successful. Right. Um, and then seeing what they can do with a comic book property. Yeah, so that absolutely. that excites me. Like John uh, Watt killed it i know it is coming out you're gonna go watch it tonight Mm -hmm. but go watch clown he did a movie on clown yeah you should watch the movie clown because he does and cop car but the movie clown did some really cool shit very intriguing concept i know we talked about a lot it's a really intriguing concept i'll drink to that gentlemen (laughs) speaking of directors though we're gonna we're gonna stay on the director's train drew goddard is going to write and direct the X-Force movie. Mm-hmm. So the X-Force movie, for those of you who don't know, it's basically going to unite Deadpool and Cable, and they are going to lead sort of this this band X-Men of... X-Men team. This yeah. X-Men team, yeah. These dirty mutants, more or less. The Fox Avengers. I guess they kind of could be yeah. considered that, yeah, yeah. because we, have, we already have X-Men, just, which are yeah. like... X Men. Just to clarify, Adam yeah. just said "dirty mutants." He didn't mean that in a derogatory <laughs> dirty, way. Dirty mutants. He didn't mean it in a racist way dirty. against mutants. He yes, meant he that, did. that they are yes, he did. Uh, that they oh, are no. they get their hands dirty. Yeah. That this group of X Men characters kill no. people. No. Yeah. Um. And so th- this is probably going to be rated R. This is probably going to be a combination of the success and tone of Deadpool yeah. mixed with um the seriousness and and uh, and rated R. Um, adult content matter and violence mm-hmm. of Logan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, dead and Deadpool, yeah. like uniting the violence and yeah, kind of real, real grittiness of Logan with the kind of outlandish, mm-hmm. kind of bizarre comedy that Deadpool has. Yeah. And it might be a bit of an equation that's at Fox, where like they're like, okay, we made Deadpool for X number of dollars, and it made X number of dollars. Our Team ensemble X number of dollars. Our team ensemble superhero X Men movies themselves have all of these different characters, and they cost this much money, and they make this much money. Mm -hmm. Put your hands together, and let's do a team ensemble X Men film, Mm -hmm. but is in the world of Deadpool, and he's like the front of it. He's like it's he's their Wolverine. He's their Wolverine. He's Mm -hmm. the face. He's their Captain America. He's you know, and that seems like that's an equation that's going to make. A big it's, X amount yeah. of dollars. Yeah, yeah. That X yeah. Is big old be, X. X yeah. is going to give it to you. Yeah. X is going to be real big. Yeah. So that being said, X-Force, the team members changed throughout time, obviously. Sure, sure. It's not a set team. Who do you guys want to see? Well, I know for sure. I feel like for sure, along with Deadpool, you're going to get Cable and then probably oh, yeah. Domino. Yeah. I bet right, you Deadpool yeah. 2 is setting up. I'm sure, I'm sure they, they wouldn't do this. I'm sure they wouldn't do X-Force if they couldn't have Cable. Of course. What's of course. the point? Right. I also right, right. think that uh, there, <clears throat> in the new, you see, when I see, saw news of this, they're using images from a more recent run of comics, mm-hmm. which is called Uncanny X Force, mm-hmm. and in that you had Psylocke. Right. So I'm like, yes. maybe, maybe we might get Olivia Munn. They had Wolverine. Yep. I don't think Wolverine's going to be oh, a part. Oh, absolutely of it. not. I think he's, he's not done, be in it. Yeah. and they're not going to recast. And no. They're not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also so had. It'll be interesting though because yeah. Olivia Munn played her in nineteen in the nineteen eighty three version. Sure. 
So they could not, liter- not literally eighty-three, who cares? but yeah, they, you know, the movie took place in nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, uh, who cares? Uh, then again, I Deadpool doesn't really establish when it, it takes place. It, yeah. And it breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's implied that it's current day, yeah. and a lot of people take it as that. Sure, but yeah. I also think that really they could very either. easily look, man. When they made an X Men Origins Wolverine movie, they introduced Gambit, right. and that movie took place in the eighties. Do you yeah. think that if that movie had been a hit? And everybody loved Taylor Kitsch's Gambit. That they wouldn't have put him in an X Men. I'm sure they would have. Right, in the right, present right, day, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah. Gambit. How do you look the same right. way? That's my mutant <laughs> I'm ability. I'm a mutant, bro. <laughs> like they could do that stuff. And even yeah. the recent X Men movies have Magneto aging. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender goes yeah. ten years between movies. Right, and they all look and the he same. looks the same. Like, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, he's how old is Magneto supposed to be in 1983? How old is he if he's like? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he's if he's from World War Two, if he's like 30. In 1963, mm-hmm. he should be 50. Right. In 1983, dude does not look 50. No, they're no, not no. treating him as he's 50. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a wife and kid. They die, and then he's back on the X Men. Right. Like, so Ian McKellen's like 105 by the time he plays. So him, I just have a feeling that they've him. got Olivia Munn in the mix. She's already yeah. playing Psylocke. I think that they would that they might just use this as an excuse to bring that character back and just bring her in the present. We don't day. know if she's even going to be in the Dark Phoenix movie. Correct. So. Correct. Uh, that, well, other characters we saw were Archangel. Right. Warren Worthington the third. Now there's been two versions of Angel in the X Men yep, movies. Right. Yep. Ben you Foster had Ben Foster, yeah. and you had the other guy from X Men yeah. Apocalypse. I forget, I forget <laughs> the what, what the actor's guy. name was. Are so, they going to bring that guy in? I, I think. Know. I think the bigger question is at this point: <laughs> yeah. What do we do if Deadpool two isn't that big of a, of a success? Do you guys think they're they're putting too many eggs in one basket at this point? No, I, or do you think Deadpool is guaranteed to win no matter what? Well, kind of. I think financially. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. could have a big drop off if it's not good, mm-hmm. but I think it will most likely make its money back, make its okay. money and sustain. Because, I, like, I, I I look at Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde was a movie that ne- didn't necessarily get it, it all did, the money in the world. It, it didn't get all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily get the best reviews. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also because a lot of people went into it thinking they were going to see a John Wick, right. a female John Wick gotcha. movie. Right. Gotcha. And that's not what that was. It's a lot more about building character and scenario. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of led people to the disappointment of that movie, which is why maybe it got a lower rating. Mm-hmm. With Deadpool, I think people are going into it, cool, we have the John Wick director who knows mm-hmm. how to direct mm-hmm. the action. But I think on top of that, we're going to also get a continuation of the flavor of what happened in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, definitely. So I think Deadpool is in a different situation because it's already established its world. Tim Miller helped establish that yeah. with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And this is kind of just like the next part of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. if they kind of stick to similar things that the first movie did in terms of its tone, the way it uses humor and action and elevates it to mm-hmm. the next level, mm-hmm. then I'm, I would be very surprised if it wasn't as good yeah. as the first one. Here's the thing. Let's say hypothetically with Augustine's worst case scenario, sure. mm-hmm. that Deadpool 2 is like bad and it doesn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. I think that despite that, the next logical step is X Force. Yeah, and okay. I don't think Redeem that it. I don't think that Fox Redeem should like freak out and pivot. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should like abandon this concept and this mm-hmm. idea because mm-hmm. Josh Brolin is Cable. It's like again, mm-hmm. we haven't seen mm-hmm. any trailer, any footage, any right. anything from Deadpool two, but that's a great cast, right? Uh, so good. Wh- who plays Domino again? Zazzy, Zazzy Beats. Beats. Like, Zazzy Beats. It's. It, it, I think that it is the next. It makes sense as the next logical step, and it's the same as we're like. Remember Marvel Studios. In 2008, released Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And they put a Tony Stark cameo in Hulk. Yeah. And before those movies came out, they were kind of like, uh, we, we kind of have a plan for where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't until those two movies came out that they were like, great, 
we're go we're doing the Avengers. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. full bore. But first things first, yeah. Iron Man two. Right. They right, weren't right. crazy to just go right to the kooky stuff. So it's like two years later, we get Iron Man two in two thousand ten. The very year after that, mm-hmm. Thor and Captain America. It's a setup for the very year after that, yeah, Avengers. Yeah. And at that point, even if Thor and Captain America, and I'll argue that they were not as good movies as the first Iron Man. Sure. Um. Mm-hmm. There's no going back. They, they've that, reached yeah. a point of no return, and right. I feel like committing to doing X Force is the point of no return. Forget however Deadpool two does. Yeah. Go- it makes sense to go right. in that direction with the X Men. I like X-Men that. Universe. I like that way of thinking because it shows that they have a they have faith in their property and they have a clear plan as to where they're going. The trick is going right. to be to get the right talent. If Deadpool right. two is bad. Then something happened between one and two where it's like talent wise, mm-hmm. what was the difference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's was fix it a director that. Director or writer? It, what is right? It? Yeah. With the fact that they're bringing in Drew Goddard, so far I like his track record uh-huh. mostly. Daredevil season one, mm-hmm. The Martian, yep. Sinister Six that never happened. Uh, but the <laughs> and guy, he was and he was supposed to he wrote The Martian for himself to direct. Yeah. And then really Scott oh, came yeah. in he? and he was like, Nah, you're more experienced. You do. sure? Oh, wow. He also did so, Kevin in the Woods. He directed that, which he wrote yes. with Joss Whedon. Oh, I like so. that yes. movie. And was he a, like, like a writer on Cloverfield or was he involved in one of those? I feel like he came from the sort remember. of JJ Abrams slash Joss Whedon school so. of like, yeah, probably. like with Matt Reeves. That's and like good. Yeah. Matt Reeves and Drew Goddard, right. all these right. dudes yeah. that are like yeah, yeah, yeah. nerdy guys right. that yeah. came off and did a bunch of yeah. stuff. Well, plus, I think the other thing too is like, I think. In terms of because I think maybe a lot of people are, are going to be watching this, they're going to be saying, "Well, how how why are you okay with them going just one, two, and then the third movie being this mm-hmm. big team up movie mm-hmm. instead of building it up like Marvel or DC is trying to do?" I'm like, "Well, it's different because yeah. these characters are really unknown characters. Exactly. In terms of exactly. in terms of how many people in in the general audience know who they are, mm-hmm. nobody knows who Cable is, nobody knows who Domino is. Mm-hmm. People didn't really know who Deadpool was until the movie came right, out last right, year. Right. No offense to the rest of the X Force, but they are not characters like Psylocke." Or Archangel right. are not characters that they're typically not the equivalents of like Black Widow and the you Hulk. Talk down they, the they're not, they normally <laughs> don't have you? series themselves. Yeah. There's no yeah. Psylocke comic book that has right. been a mainstay at Marvel where it's like right. she keeps getting. I mean, her the own Avengers and, and the Justice League are like they're comprised the, the of all stars. Yeah, yeah. So the Avengers is different. The Justice League is different. These these characters could not only sustain their own movies but their own franchises, right, and so they right, do. Right. But the X Men are different because they are that family unit. It's like the Fantastic Four. The team, it's yeah. like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. The they're like the Guardians is, of the Galaxy. Is Deadpool joining the Guardians mm. of the Galaxy, right. or how in the comic books Iron Man joined the Guardians of the right. Galaxy for a hot right. minute? So it's exactly. like okay, there was an Iron Man movie, a Guardians movie. You know mm-hmm. that that would be how they. Sort I think of the come ultimate. Together. I think the ultimate would be is if in a few years they ended up pairing up. The X Men from X Men: New Mutants or X Men: sure. Dark mm-hmm. Phoenix mm-hmm. and the X Force and doing like some big yeah. event movie that you could do X Men versus X Force. They sure. could literally come out with that. And people you could fight depending on how big yeah. X Force right. gets. You totally could, could freak out at that. Oh, like, that would be oh, amazing. Shit. And if you can find a way, like I, I don't know about Josh Boone's New Mutants. I don't know mm-hmm. when that takes place. If that even matters, yeah. but yeah, you could literally interconnect all three of these universes. Yeah. And if yeah, it does really could. well, they're just going to keep making them and making them. I and really, making I them really hope them. this is a turning point for Fox and their I franchises so. because, as far as the as far as a first class and uh, what was the Days of Future Past mm-hmm. go, those were yeah. great. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I really I'll give like those this. a pass. Deadpool was great. I'm hoping that Logan. they do a 360. Like when Disney did that 360 with their animation company, they were putting out crap movies for a while, and then mm-hmm. suddenly they get John Lasseter in there. He's like, all right, do it's this, like, this, like, this, this, this. We're this. redoing this. Boom, done. They start Reboot. pumping out great movies. He's like, what are you working on? Meet the Robinsons? Wait. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Let me help and then you with it was this. like, better. Like, Meet the Robinsons, amazing yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Thanks, John Lasseter. Uh, I'll drink to that. Okay. Drink to that. Yeah, well, drink oh. to this bad news. Uh, or maybe maybe it's not bad news. It maybe? really depends on yeah. who you ask on the internet. Yeah. yeah. 
Colin Trevorrow has exited Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow released a joint statement uh, talking about the reasoning for why they were parting ways. And you can get this from StarWars.com. Uh, the article says, Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually chosen to part ways on Star Wars Episode Nine. Colin has been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we have all come to the conclusion that our visions for the project differ. We wish Colin the best, and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. That is cold. So That is cold. You would Yo. think so, but go back and read their statement about Lord and Miller. It's colder. Sure it is. is it really? It's, it's icy there. cold. Okay. It is, but maybe... They saw the fallout of that, and they were like, sure. "We got to be a little yeah. bit more warmer yeah. with this yeah. thing. because yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. the first thing I the first thing I'm looking at is that mutually chosen to part ways. Yeah, hell you, no. You get you 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 <laughs> you see Star Wars as a kid, and it blows your brain out of the back of your head. You decide to devote your life to filmmaking. You end up getting the chance to work on a Star Wars movie. You're not going to look at that and go, you know what? This isn't my jam, and walk away. Like right, you're not going right, to go. This right, isn't my right, tempo. Right. Nah, I really want to. Are make you sure my- though? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, dude. I'm, like, Here's it's a, I, fucking Star Wars. Of course, of course, it's Star Wars, and it's probably it's it is it is one of the, if not the most influential franchises in cinematic yeah. history. But I also feel like you also have to look at your own career when you get into that room. I mean, Ryan Johnson talked about it. He had a, he had multiple meetings with Kathleen Kennedy, and she asked him like, "Do you want the job?" And he says, "I got to think about it." Mm-hmm. Sure. And then he took time to think about mm-hmm. it. And J. He's J. Abrams like, too. Yeah, and it's like, it. yes, I want to do it because it's Star Wars. It's it's the most one mm-hmm. of the most influ- influential mm-hmm. things in my life. If I fuck it up, I will not hear the end of it for the rest mm-hmm. of my career. Mm-hmm. I may my career may end. Now, a lot of people were also talking about, and some reports came out that you know. Kathleen Kennedy and Contra may have been having sort of issues as to how to rework the script. Mm-hmm. We reported, oh, I think we we're talking about like I think two weeks ago that they brought in Jack Thorne, uh, a writer who's doing some Harry Potter movies to come in and sort of rewrite what Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly, his writing partner, were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, his movie, The Book of Henry, that came out over the summer, mm-hmm. tanked. Mm-hmm. Tanked. Yeah. I think it worldwide only, and it, granted, it had a very limited release. It only debuted in a certain amount of theaters, but. It made between uh, domestically and in in the UK, it made I think like five million dollars. Oh my god! So, Look, but again, it had a very limited release, okay, but, but it still, did not do well. Okay, so it's it's one of two things. It's number one, like you guys, like you were saying, Adam. It's good news, bad news, depending on who you ask. Okay, right. but for as far as the split, it's one of two things. It's either Colin Trevorrow's like work all of a sudden caught up with him Mm -hmm. or Lucasfilm then realized, wait a minute, Jurassic World wasn't as critically well-received as we we had hoped, despite how much money Mm -hmm. it made. And his first movie, Safety Not Guaranteed, is good. It's a great, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, first movie for a (laughs) first-time filmmaker. But Book of Henry, again, tanked. So maybe Mm -hmm. they were looking at that and they're like, ooh, maybe we don't want to give this to this director. Second thing is, the current work he was doing on episode nine was giving them pause going, wait, 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 currently what you're working on right now, we don't like where this is going, blah, blah. So it's one of those two things. It could be bad news. First of all, it could be good news if you're not a fan of Colin Trevorrow. If you have seen his films. And there's been a lot of people who are happy about it because of that reason. Because they say, how do you go from doing a a no-name indie movie to a gigantic blockbuster like Jurassic World to then get a Star Wars movie. Anytime Mm -hmm. people discuss the the concept of failing upward or failing sideways or or the sort of advantages that certain types of directors, white males, get in Hollywood versus other types of directors and the visibility and all that stuff. Unfortunately, Colin Trevorrow, and I do mean unfortunately because like I thought that the directing on Jurassic World was fine. And I've talked about how 
it's like that was a rushed script and that sure. he had been taking his time on episode nine right, and I heard right, some things right. about episode nine and I was like, well, mm-hmm, I think that's going to mm-hmm. be cool and I want to give the guy a shot. You're not mm-hmm, rooting against mm-hmm. anybody in this of town. Not. You're not rooting for pe- for people's like careers and livelihoods to fail. Absolutely not. Uh, but at the same time, um, uh, I think that uh, anytime, unfortunately, people had that kind of conversation, they'd point to Colin Trevorrow and be like, mm-hmm. this is the guy who was given the biggest movies ever. Right. Of all, of all know, three of them, he's yes, definitely the after most J.J. Abrams, you know, Ryan Johnson, right. and then Colin Trevorrow. So for a lot of people, this was like, happy day. And it's like, it's a bummer because if it's good news for you because you're not a fan of his work, fine. It could also be good news because it just could mean that maybe, yeah, the work that was currently being done or his sort of directing career mm-hmm. are both giving Lucasfilm pause, which... And, you know, again, could be good news because they want to make a good movie, obviously. Nobody's trying to make a bad movie. end of the third trilogy. Here's why this could also be bad news. We just lost Lord and Miller on We. Just lost. They, they just we. got fired. <laughs> Star from, Wars is uh, a community thing, a, Hector. As a, as from, a Han, community. from Han Solo, you know? And, yeah. it's, and it's a thing of like that coupled with Colin Trevorrow is, is a scary thing where it might give fans pause. It might make sure. them think, okay, maybe Lucasfilm doesn't exactly know exactly what they want to do. Maybe they don't have that plan laid out. Um, unfortunately, you look at stuff like uh, uh, if a director walks away or doesn't end up working out with Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. it's always a bummer. Edgar Wright yeah. on Ant-Man, it's always a bummer. Yeah, but on Thor, yeah. at this point, yeah. I think with their track record, I think that uh, in the same way you can trust Kathleen Kennedy with an expert track record, you mm-hmm. can look at the Marvel movies and be like, oh, Kevin Feige, like the, like that production side of it at least has that yeah, vision. Sure. And when uh, there's a split, you at least know it's like, okay, Marvel has a specific thing they want to do. Right. And maybe people are worried that might not be happening. with. St- We've got two mm-hmm. movies out so far Yeah, out of their planned movies. Mm-hmm. But you can trust mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy, but... Right. Know, well, people... Who knows? I mean, as soon as this this news broke, you know, people were saying, oh, it looks like, it looks like Lucasfilm is suffering uh, from the same from the same sickness that DC is suffering from, mm. where they con- continually are losing directors. I don't think... And, and, like, sort of my rebound to that is, you know, people, a lot of people were, were going back and talking about Force Awakens. Michael Arndt was one of the writers of Episode mm-hmm, 7. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The script then changed hands and it went to Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams. To me, that's not really... The biggest deal in the world because I feel like, like we talked about with this script that's in particular, how movies are made. that's how it kind of mm-hmm. works. I think mm-hmm. it really, once you get into sort of the details of how it happened, if it was sort of this, if it didn't happen on the best of terms, then that's a different story. But then we had Josh Trank was removed from the untitled Star Wars movie, Star Wars right, story that right, he was going right. to do, which kind of was based on sort of what had happened with Fantastic Four. So mm-hmm. they didn't really lose that director. They chose mm-hmm. to take the safe route and say, yeah. We're not going to work with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do whatever you got to do. With Rogue One, we had the same thing with Tony Gilroy when he came in to help them kind of shepherd Mm -hmm. Rogue One Mm -hmm. and take it home. We don't know to what extent he Mm -hmm. was working on it. And with Lord and Miller, you know, there's been a lot of things sort of back and forth of like how Lord and Miller were not really going by the script. Right, right, Or, you know, their visions just clashed in the Mm -hmm. beginning and all this kind of stuff. So. It, it's really hard, and it, this is part of the thing that like, I think we've talked about, and I know I've talked about multiple times, is this is the problem with announcing your movie so far ahead, sure. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. before you like sit down you actually have a and meeting with these directors. Yeah, so early. Yeah, yeah, and figuring out what's mm-hmm. the vision of this going forward. Like, mm-hmm. Are we going to sit in this room for three hours, have a meeting, and at the end of it we're going to go, yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly the movie that we want to make. And then eight months later, yeah. it may not be the movie. You're that you halfway want to through make. shooting, and yeah. it's like, oh, we got to get Ron Howard to come in yeah, and pick up the exactly. pieces. It's tough for me to comment on this because I'm torn. I love Kathleen Kennedy had no say over Star Wars Clone Wars. 
Mm-hmm. Or Gendy's Clone Wars, sure. or Star Wars Rebels, and those had some amazing Star Wars moments. Mm-hmm. Then again, you go to the Force Awakens, and you know all this other this newer stuff that's coming out. She's kind of like the final say. Yeah. So I'm torn between the very artistic aspect of having new directors come in, let them do their thing, don't worry about it because the the product will be good at, to to the extent that I've seen so far. But then you also have Kathleen Kennedy who's making sure that the brand sticks to the brand and the universe right. sticks to the universe. So I'm very torn as to like trying to figure out what exactly is going on and whether this is a good move for the Star Wars universe <clears throat> as, it, as it advances. Right. I like the fact that it's staying very consistent to the image that they want to put out, which is good because that's the Star Wars we love. But I also want new people to come in and infuse new ideas. At like, what cost, right? Are you exactly. protecting the brand? At yeah. what, are you stifling it from us seeing really cool shit that we've sure. never seen before? Making safe swings with like these Han Solo prequels. Right. And, you know, yeah. right. Like We don't want to see Han Solo prequels. We want to see new characters. We've been saying this for years. This is a whole giant universe, and I want to see the whole universe explored. Maybe there's cooler things out there than lightsabers. Highly doubt it. <laughs> Highly doubt it. Don't push but, it. Don't push it. But, you know, like there's, there's other things things that we can explore Guys, in this. how about like this Rogue double lightsaber double lightsaber oh boy how about Wait. lightsaber here 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 and then well, two on your feet funny that you bring that up though because if it wasn't for a movie like rogue one i probably wouldn't have cared about like i like rebel soldiers and i liked mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah but if they didn't have a lightsaber i wasn't as intrigued by them but because of rogue right. one because of how yeah. solid it mostly yeah. was yeah. i i would watch another movie like that in yeah. that universe. even though it doesn't have a lightsaber exactly. in it like well it's got a red one well, right at the end. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Rad moment. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's where I'm torn. That's the artist in me fighting yeah. with the very practical side of Hollywood where yeah. I'm like, of course they're playing of course of course Kathleen Kennedy is doing stuff like this because if somebody strays from the brand, you got to cut it off. Mm-hmm. You can't have mm-hmm. people stray from the original goal and you can't go against the mouse. Have you seen that 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 South Park episode? Where Probably. the Jonas Brothers get owned by Disney. That's right. And then right, Mickey Mouse is coming in and he like beats the shit out of him. Yeah. That's what Mickey Mouse is gonna do to you if you stray from the Star Wars brand. I would just He's gonna would, lightsaber right up your culo. I would just love to know to like have a conversation with Colin Trevorrow and be like, what was it, dude? Yeah. What was your idea? Yeah. What was your plan? Yeah, what was exactly. it that, what, but we're never you, gonna know. We're unless, never gonna know. Unless you're like at his house for brunch or yeah. like a I, Saturday morning. Exactly. Or which will never happen. Or you get uh you get an interview with him twenty years from now. Right, right. right well they'll right, be like, right. Remember all the way back in two thousand. You were doing episode nine. What yeah, was your move? Yeah. And you'll be like, Oh, well my plan was to do this, and as yeah. we all know, this is what they ended up doing with Luke. Yeah. And then you'll read that and go, Oh, that was Or you're cool. gonna be like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I didn't do that. That's a thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's and it's tough too, you know, because I mean with Ryan Johnson, he's talked about because with JJ Abrams, I think a lot of people they talk about how the Force Awakens was kind of a safe movie. And I think it really had a tough job. They had to bring in Fans of the 70s, fans of the prequels, fans yeah. of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they had to really bring in new audiences too. So they had to give them those things. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson has talked about endlessly how he really had creative freedom to take what JJ sort of established right. and exactly. run with it. Cool. Right. And do so what he wanted to that, do. That's, that's my point. It's like, where's the line? I don't see the line. Yeah. And unfortunately, we probably won't ever see it because right. Star Wars is on this track that we're never going to know about. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully it's not stifling anything that's coming I really hope cool not. in the future. Do you guys have any uh, picks for who you would like to see come in? So I, oh, I think yeah. it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be someone very, very close 
close to the Lucasfilm family, mm-hmm. who they've worked with before plenty of times. Okay. Or it's going to be someone who's outside of the family, but it's still uh, very established. Maybe mm-hmm. in the Disney family? I got probably, two picks. Probably Guess them. <laughs> Guess them. Ryan Coogler being yes. one. Black Panther, baby. Coog, Coog, Step get on the there, Coog. What about Creed 2, man? Can you ima- Listen, Creed 2 can wait. Can you imagine <laughs> the director of Creed doing episode 9? That'd be dope. I can't I imagine so that. I can't imagine that'd be the Ryan coolest Coogler. shit. There would be rap in Star Wars, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Like, the cantina yeah. scene would be Yeah, the cantina scene would be so a bad, dope. A bad guy would come out and just be like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Run yeah. the Jewels would be playing at the cantina yeah. now. It would be so cool. Oh, they would probably would do some track for yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Some British hip hop. Uh, <laughs> you know who my second pick would be? Mm. In the Disney family. Ava DuVernay. Yeah, Ava. <laughs> Good choice. Make it Good an choice. Ava movie because only because I'm obviously a fan of her movie Selma and her documentary. She 13. was approached for episode seven at one point. But bro, just the trailer for Wrinkle in Time looks gorge amazing i haven't seen the movie but just like that visual style i was Uh like whoa Mm -hmm. it's such a departure from her previous work Mm -hmm. but still um she still seems super passionate about it so i'm like yeah i mean she's i think she's i think her and ryan cooler are are a pair of directors who are kind of on this path in their career where Mm -hmm. they have slowly taken on bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger movies yeah they've naturally progressed into these bigger movies wrinkle time is the biggest so yes. far, I would imagine it's the biggest movie she's done. Yes. Black Panther has to be the yes. biggest movie that Ryan Coogler has done. And after those mm-hmm. two movies, which they're editing right now, like yeah. in, in the same studio, like next door to, to one another, they could do whatever they want after yeah. those movies. You know, they could go do any sort of passion project, any mm-hmm. indie film, anything that they want. And then after that, they could probably come back to franchise world and do mm-hmm. another right. from anything that they wanted mm-hmm. to do. And mm-hmm. then just kind of bounce back and forth, I bet. Like, I, like they, they could have that career path, which mm-hmm. is really, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, pro- it probably would line up because those movies yeah. are going to be ending their, po- their yep. post-production phase. Probably around – this movie is kind of slated to go into production in January. Black Panther has to be done because it comes out in February. Mm-hmm. Wrinkle in Time, I think, comes out in March. Mm-hmm. So those movies are pretty much going to be wrapped up. So I think mm-hmm. it's I think those two choices are possible. I've seen a lot of names thrown out there where I'm like, this is not possible because these directors are working on other movies mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. If I were to go to a, with a safe bet, JJ, I would go with Ryan. No, I'd go with Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, just keep Ryan it going. Johnson. I would just keep yeah. it going because if he already established, if he took the story and he ran with it, I'm sure he kind of has an idea because him and Colin Trevorrow have been yeah. had been working on. Sort Nine. of what the next step of that yeah. story is going to be. So I think that's the most natural way of progressing the story. Um, it kind of goes against what they've been trying to do, mm-hmm. whereas they have a new director for every other movie, uh, for every movie. But yeah, if it's not if it's not Ryan Johnson, um, I don't necessarily want J.J. Abrams to come back. I would love Ava DuVernay to come in mm-hmm. or Michelle mm-hmm. McLaren. Mm-hmm. Be great to come in too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there, there's quite a few picks, but like those are definitely up there for me. Yeah. Timing wise, yeah. they kind of work out. Mm-hmm. You guys know who my pick's going to be. Dave Filoni. Glimmer de Turmer. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. The Shape of and the Water. Straight out of left field. Well, not really, but Gendy. Gendy Tartakovsky. Oh, my God. How dope would that be? How oh, dope would that be? That bro, but he's never going to get it because he's so underrated. A, that's a good left pick. I yeah. love Gendy that. Gendy would though. be awesome. Gendy I, well, would be dope. They would give it to said, Dave Filoni before they gave it to Gendy. Right, they would. They would give it to the current showrunner of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Which is ending the season. Yeah, before they gave it to... The guy who did Star Wars once, 2D Star animated, Wars, Clone right, Wars, 15 years ago. Even though, God, dude, Gandhi would be great. Bring Gandhi him into storyboard so awesome. some action. Bring him into direct some right, action. Right, do sequences. something like a sisters. I mean, no, he shouldn't. Don't even That'd disgrace him with the no. assist. Give him a standalone, like, though. Yeah, give him something. Yeah, that's man, that's the thing, man. Like, you, they yeah. need to bring back these guys like Gandhi Tartakovsky and, and Dave Filoni. Give them some standalones to work on. Mm-hmm, give them something mm-hmm, live mm-hmm. action to really chew on. But then also bring in all these other great new directors who have really built their career successfully. Mm-hmm. Like okay, that. hear me out. Martin Scorsese. 
But instead of episode nine, it's a Job of the Hut origin film. Because haven't you always wanted to see <laughs> movie on the next right, topic? Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> yeah, guys, oh, come on. We're gonna resurrect you. You know the dead. this. Uh, staying on the trend of everything Disney and Star Wars. So Bob Iger announced that. Disney is going to be having their own subscription platform. It's going to launch oh. in late 2019. <laughs> and because Pass. of that, because of that, Star Wars and Marvel will be exiting Netflix starting in two years. That's a bummer. Which is a super, super Oof. bummer. Um, so like I said, it's going to launch in late 2019. It's going to launch with Star Wars and Marvel content on it. Most of the stuff that's going to be on there will be live action. So obviously all the Star Wars movies most likely, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe no word on 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 what's going to happen with Agents of Shield and their ABC shows. Likewise with the Netflix stuff, I think probably there's some sort of exclusivity deal that at prevents them the from Netflix moving stuff. the at Netflix stuff. The ne- yeah, I, and I think that that would be a, an absolutely terrible move to move the Netflix stuff to their Agreed. to their to their subscription service. Um, it's also they're also going to be producing four to five exclusive films for the digital service, which will also mostly be live action. They are going to have an archive of over 500 films and over 7,000 episodes of television. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I forgot That's that, a lot of I Disney. I forgot that Disney's been around for 100 years. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. It's been around since and the beginning yeah. of time almost. 20 movies a year. Yep. Yeah. But, so, a lot of movies. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that this is going to hurt the amount of output or the amount of eyes that, that their content will get? Or do you think know, it will be completely man. unchanged? Because, look, I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. I know that everybody loves their digital streaming services, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be real. The way that how like video stores went away, an aspect of working in a video store when I worked at Blockbuster Video for years was like there was just like a Disney section. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. just parents that would come in and just be like, "Oh, whatever the f-, like," and grab yeah. shit, whatever like, Disney movie, like the Don Knotts movie, The Incredible Mr. Limpet would get rented over and over. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Disney has a power. You wear the hell out of those. Things. Disney has yes. a power over us. Yeah. I'm not talking Star Wars or Marvel, but Dude, Disney. I read, a, I read such an interesting article about The Vault yes. and how they bring yes. those movies back that every seven years. Oh, that is clearly and I'm planned. Like, Damn. Yeah. Oh, that, totally. Yeah. That and power. it all started because if, of, of there not being VHSs available mm-hmm. back then. It's, yeah. it's so intriguing. It's fascinating, and yeah. they're brilliant, and, and I'm honestly surprised it took this long. Right. Because if you told me that, that there was a service where the incredible Mr. Limpert, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Mary Poppins, Peach Dragon, the Black and White Zorro, the Black and White Zorro. That show was like, dope. Every animated Disney movie from Snow White to Zootopia to Moana, yeah. like, and every Marvel movie and TV show, like, just that power is. They're probably gonna ending. have. They're probably gonna have the nineteen nineties animated Disney shows like Goof Troop, Bonkers, yep. Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Ducktales. Every the Mighty Ducks, Rescue Rangers, Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks yeah. the couple seasons of that, coupled with like Aladdin, the animated series, the Little Mermaid, the animated series, yeah. like 101 Dalmatians had an animated series. As long as they put Aladdin 3 up there, I'm good. They'll have <laughs> every, Aladdin 3 was dope. They'll have Aladdin and the two direct-to-video sequels, yep. Aladdin Return of Jafar mm-hmm. and Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Just so much content that like if you told me that there was a streaming service that parents, not movie fans, I'm talking desperate parents, could buy for turn it on. eight bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And had all of that shit on there. <laughs> Here, sit your dumbass in front of that and shut up for for four hours. It, it, putting it in that sort power. of putting yeah. in that sort of context. We're all gonna get it. Parents, I, I'm sure parents when it comes out and they find out they're gonna be like, "Thank you, Lord Jesus." Because yep. right, right now you yeah. can only really get you can get Disney yeah. Channel on on regular cable. Mm-hmm. They have other versions that have like Disney XD and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think for parents, it's it's I think it's also kind of like well, it's kind of the same stuff over and over and over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You now have. 
thousands and thousands and thousands of different titles that you can put and on. And not only that, you know that 99.9 of these movies are safe for kids to watch. Yeah, oh, Because yeah. it's Disney. Because it's Disney. So that mm-hmm. brand is safe. So you just leave that on. We're going to have a whole generation of kids who's just, all they know is Disney. Right. No commercials. Mm-hmm. They don't know about commercials. They don't know about Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes. All they know about is just You're going through Disney. those Winnie, Winnie the Pooh episodes like yeah, butter. Like, yeah. No big deal. And there was a bunch Dude, of Winnie the There was a puppet Winnie the Pooh. No. Yeah. There was, yes, maybe. There was. There was a puppet Dumbo show for like there a was, season. There was, yeah. Remember you remember sort of that live action Winnie the Pooh show that they yeah, had? That's yeah. kind of yeah. creepy. Yeah. Uh, but I remember that show being around. It's just, you see that power that it has over us? Yeah. It do, no, it does. I'm not going to order this because no. fuck that. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not. I got Netflix. Yeah. I feel like it's very arrogant of Disney to be like, oh, well, check this out. Now you don't get that. Now you have right. to pay sure. for it. Bring it off Well, of I'm also curious, like, how does it affect their deals with television, too? Exactly. You know? Like, like are you, are you going to have Winnie the Pooh and then the next episode is Jessica Jones episode eight where she kills fucking... Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. where, where, what's his name, Purple Man's being right. all rapey or, and shit? Or even, even just on, like, regular television, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you go to FX or TNT... Like sometimes sure they have doesn't. these Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going to affect? Does that mean that they're going to be able to pull all those off of there and it'll only live on their digital streaming know, service? I, At that point, that I think most people... the deals and how yeah. deal, those kinds of deals work yeah. in, in entertainment. I think that for me, this personally makes no difference to me because every time a Marvel or Star Wars movie shows up on Netflix, uh, I buy it. I'm already Marvel like, too, yeah. I'm already like, oh, I bought that six months ago yeah. and in yeah. 3D. Like, yeah. cool, cool, cool that everybody's now watching Rogue One or cool, everybody's barely checking out right. Moana. I bought that on a 3D Blu-ray <laughs> right. because I'm the nerd that still buys physical media. The only way that this would be appealing to me if it was all of their titles. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about like the major movies. I'm Everything. a huge fan of the Disney Golden Collection yes. and the Silver Collection. They could do that. All those like Daffy, no Donald Duck cartoons, mm-hmm. the his his three nephews, mm-hmm. all those goofy shorts that they had back in the day, where like Goofy tries to set up a TV or like not even a TV, yeah. like uh, like he he does instructional videos, yeah. yeah, he does sports, like all that stuff. I grew up on, and I would love to see that kind of stuff again. But I, if they're gonna pull this Disney Vault bullshit, then yeah, I'm not gonna jump on this. Yeah. Like yeah. if that if that episode is gonna only be available for like three weeks, right? right. Yeah. Nah, man. I'm not. I'm. I'm not into that. If if their that. current model is to like put a movie in the Disney Vault and then in five years release it on 75th anniversary Blu-ray sure. and then make it out of print and then eight five years after that for the 80th anniversary Blu-ray. They're creating their own market. Uh, wh- that's gonna that's gonna bleed into yeah. this this streaming I really thing. hope yeah if they pull that then it's absolutely no I will, I will say absolutely though no. I will say if they got those Disney Channel original movies on there I will watch you some Johnny Tsunami <laughs> goddammit I will watch Phantom of the Megaplex again Xenon Girl from the 21st Century yeah. I miss yeah. that stuff I, I, I don't know too, I don't know I don't. any of that stuff Oh really Oh you missed it okay. Yeah no 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 oh. I, yeah. I said I miss, I was just a general yeah, yeah. maybe like yeah. a couple yeah. years too old for that you. stuff so I don't know my cousin apparently went to school with Johnny Tsunami. Oh, really? Cool. So, so yeah. So I'm like Johnny Tsunami I, was dope. I'm I don't know lie. who Johnny Tsunami is. That's a dope movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, they're also doing an ESPN version and a lot of uh, obviously uh, Major League Baseball and and the National Hockey League and a few other organizations are, are kind of like investing everything into Disney's apps. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? In two years, anything know, could happen. Man. It could launch and be a complete dismal failure. I doubt it. It's Disney. It's, it's yeah. Disney. One they the have most, all the money in the world. At so. this point, they could buy anything that they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting stuff. But we're going to end it off talking about DC TV. I'm, uh, I'm very intrigued by this. Hawk and Dove have been cast yeah. for DC's Titans. Alan Ritson. If you don't know who Alan Ritson is, he played Aquaman on Smallville. He plays Raphael 
in the Michael Bay oh, oh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. He's going to be playing Hank Hall, a.k.a. Hawk. And Minka Kelly from My Friday Night Lights and Jane the Virgin is going to be playing Don Granger, a.k.a. Dove. Now, this is kind of a different take on the characters. Mm -hmm. This right. is the mm -hmm. 80s version as opposed to, I think, when they come out in the 1960s, I think. Yeah, as brothers, and they were two brothers. Hank and Don. And when they appeared in Justice League Unlimited, they were two brothers voiced by Fred Savage and the actor who played Fred Savage's brother from Wonder Years. So like oh, two nice. Brother, the oh, two nice brothers way. from Wonder two Years TV played, brothers. played cool. Hawk and Dove That's playing cool. two comic book brothers. In one episode yeah. of Justice League Unlimited, which, awesome. you, which if you haven't seen, again, Justice League was just like, <laughs> oh, do you not know the DC Universe? Here you go. Here's everything here's you need to know. Here's, yeah. here's every character gets their own episode, <laughs> yeah. and it's fucking awesome. And it's like, great, yeah. So yeah. that was that's, that's a, that's a sort of classic version of Hawk yeah. and Dove, which is really fun. But there was a Hawk and Dove. There is a Hawk and Dove that is... Male, female, a couple. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and it changed. I think it was a Crisis on Infinite Earths. He died. Don Don Hall dies. So. I think so. I think yeah, so. The male Don. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Male Dove. Dove. And Dove then they bring dies. in a female. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and I, I remember I, or I, was, I was posting about it today, and some people were confused that because it, it describes them as a crime-fighting vigilante duo and romantic couple. Mm -hmm. Hawk and Dove are the perfect example of opposites attract. Hawk is an aggressive, offensive bruiser, while Dove is strategic, defensive, and is it lithe? Lithe, 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 lithe. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people were confused. They're saying, "But wait, there were two male characters. They're related. How does that work?" And I, and I yeah. So, like, oh, what's I crazy about that? <laughs> what is crazy about that? <laughs> two males in a romantic relationship. Well, never the heard of it. Brothers part was yeah. The, the brother. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's, 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 that's the, if it was brothers the, yeah. in a romantic yeah. relationship, yeah. we still ain't go with that. It's not Game of Thrones. It's it's Titans. It's it's yeah. It's superheroes. Yeah. Um, so, but it's gonna be interesting. These are two recurring characters. Apparently, according to Deadline, they have the potential of sort of being brought back for the next season as mm -hmm. season regulars. Mm -hmm. um, but and, and they may also potentially spin off if it's very successful. But in terms of the Teen Titans in the comics, have they been kind of in and out with the Teen Titans? I don't actually know. That's a I, good yeah. Question. I don't know. I honestly, as far as I know, yeah. there's no connection. And yeah. uh, so I there don't. There, I but don't there know. must be. There must some be somewhere. Like yeah. in, some, in some version of the Titans, right. Hawk and Dove must have been. I right. think it's. I think it's in the 80s run but I could yeah. be wrong you might be right you might be right like, it um, could be but I don't it think it's be. anything before that I don't think like anything from like their original run mm -hmm. um, is is that and they were saying that in this show they're not going to be directly tied like they're not going to be a part of the Titans team right they're going to be sort right. of like a side team so I'm interested to see how these two characters sort of play into the story mm -hmm. it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see how they play into the story and well, honestly yeah. I I can't back this project yet because first of all, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Second of all, there's no cyborg and beast boy in it. So not yet. Mm, I not know yet. that's just, is that the not last yet. characters we're missing is like a beast boy. Yeah. Beast mm. boy and, yeah, and a cyborg. Man. God damn it. That would be so cool to yeah. see. That'd be so, cause we've got Raven, we've got Nightwing, Dick Grayson, we've Starfire. got Starfire. Starfire. I, yeah. I have a feeling yeah. that we will, I think the next casting that they will announce will likely be beast boy. Or they may bring him on, you know, a few episodes into the show, sure. maybe halfway through the season, depending on. I don't think they've announced mm -hmm. exactly how long mm -hmm. the season's going to be, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the cyborg thing, I think that's going to be something that they're going to hold on to until very, very last minute. I don't know, man. And I think they're. And once they announce it, I think it's going to maybe be a mystery, and we'll have to wait and see if it's Ray Fisher mm -hmm. or not, and see if it's actually connected to the DCU. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be yeah, because I don't. Not. I don't think you're going to get Brent Brenton Thwaites to play, you know. Richard Grayson transitioning into Nightwing, right, and not have no, any mention of that. In I, the I and I agree with you one hundred percent. Like I, you're probably right on how they're gonna roll this yeah. out, but I I would lead with that kind of stuff because yeah. this is what we're all chomping for. You know, we yeah. we want to see the traditional team, and I'm okay with them adding Hawk and Dove, mm -hmm. but don't forget the original cast. You know, right. like 
Beast Boy and Cyborg are as much a part of that team as Nightwing, Robin, sure. Starfire, and Raven. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I I'm hoping I'm hoping to show the best, but right now I can't yeah, really I, support well, it. Just it, it just yeah. in terms of specifically Hawk and Dove, what I like is that again, just like they were the, in that one episode of Justice League, mm-hmm, the idea mm-hmm. of these two characters, you know, being so different and being mm-hmm. at odds. I feel like it's great for a one episode. I don't yeah. necessarily want them to be part of the team. At odds the whole like time. Yeah. They're a little bit one note, yeah. which is fine, which means it would make a f- super fun one episode that the next time you see them later in the season or right, the next season right. is like, oh, it's, oh, I love these two. Yeah. And if you're making them the the Minka Kelly, Alan Richin, male-female versions of the yeah, characters, yeah. the Hank Hall and, uh, and uh, Don Granger – I think that's great too, and yeah, maybe they would be so fun and have enough chemistry to maybe spin them off into a thing. But I, I like the idea that they're just like the guest star yeah. potential, which mm-hmm. means it could open it up to other DC characters, totally. right? Hopefully, guest stars. Hopefully. so that's exciting too. But yeah. you know, and again, I yeah. love the fact that they're going with you know, more obscure characters. I, I think very easily like they could have they could have yeah. brought in characters that are. Maybe better known in the DC. They'd have the words "Super Bat" or "Wonder" in their title. Like, we got Wonder Girl. We got Wonder Woman. We right. got Bat Woman. I'd we got even Bat be okay with Bat- Aqualad. Yeah. Give me yeah. an Aqualad cool. in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially that would the be version cool. from Young Justice. Yeah, that's Young yeah, Justice. Right. Yeah. Really popular version. Yeah, exactly. That's popular. I would be okay if yeah. they maybe got rid of these two and put in an Aqualad. Sure. And yeah. then maybe one more oddball I choice. I mean, who knows? If this show is very successful and people really like it, this show could even evolve into Young Justice. Yeah. You could bring it in could. Superboy. It really you could, could. You could yeah. bring in Aqualad. Yeah. And it could feel like a very natural evolution because they are mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. sort of getting older. They're maturing right. into their We're roles. We're going to watch them age because, yeah. you know, that's what happens. watch Young Justice before season three comes out of it. Yeah. 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 I really need to revisit all that. I just again. revisited Legend of Korra. Finished it mm-hmm, off, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I should. I've got to bring that in. Hey, bring in Get Out, and I'll bring in. That's right. Four. Okay, I'll bring that Four. next week. next time. Next yeah. time. But, oh, um, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have been wanting to do another <laughs> Young Justice. Watch. I love Young Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely need to get through that. You've you've gone through it, right? Adam? What Young, Young Justice? Justice? Yeah. Uh, I need to get through season two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Loved season one. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. So cool. excited. Absolutely. Guys, that's gonna wrap it up for us on this Ooh. week's episode of Hyper Heroes. Good one. Covered a whole lot of good stuff. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about everything that we covered. How do you feel about the Star Wars shakeup? How do you feel about these yeah, directing yeah, choices yeah, yeah. for uh, X-Force and for uh, Suicide Squad 2? And uh, are you looking forward to Hawk and Dove? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so optimistic about it. So Let's optimistic. talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, uh, Guys, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you're following us right here. YouTube.com slash HyperRPG for weekly videos. Check out our Inhumans review. We've got some more stuff coming. We're going to do a review of Terminator 2 3D. We're also going to do a review Wait, of... Wait, we are? Yeah. I saw that. Oh, you did? Well, too bad you weren't here when we shot it. Shit. Oh. <laughs> well, here's my quick review. It was dope. It was dope. <laughs> As, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Okay, it was good. Good 3 Good 3 uh, We're also going to do reviews of it. And, of course, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HyperRPG. We're doing live programming every single day, every single week. We've got RPG shows, mm-hmm. Valiant mm-hmm. Comics RPG, mm-hmm. Star Wars RPG. A whole lot of good stuff. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Hector, where can everybody find you on the internet? On the internet, at Hector is funny, and I love you very much. Augustine? <laughs> at L underscore Santo Taco. I'm just at Adam Havoc on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys so much for watching. May the force be with you. Hector's drunk.